sounds very... Oh, yeah. Oh, a little bit further away. Don't get as close. Welcome back to Rickshaw's podcast, everybody. Is it on already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Episode number 46. <laughs> you know what? Do you like that style? Yeah, I like that style. Let's carry on. Um, down here in the home simulator, myself, Rick Shields, and here with producer Guy. Um, wow. What a, what a day we've had so far today. We have had a very busy day. We're going to have a very busy couple of days. But before we come on to how busy we've been, I just want to congratulate you on the condition of this home simulator. Thank you. It is phenomenal. I feel like it's come out really well. So don't want to kind of go on to this too much. I might make a YouTube video about it. But when lockdown took place originally in March, I kind of panicked and put a home simulator together. And it was okay. It kind of did the job. Well, now I've had a bit of time to actually dress it up and do it properly. Now, just in time for lockdown number two, I think it's come together unbelievably well. I'm very impressed with the audio quality in here. I was quite worried about the podcast. It's gone a bit more echoey. But I think the audio's got better. It's cleaner. It's sharper. Very much kind of... I think I think you've inspired me in some regards into this. I have. Yeah, because oh, you're, very, you're very clean and precise with a lot <laughs> of things. So I wanted to keep it clean. And by the way, guys, you are going to see many more videos coming from the Home Simulator very soon. As here in, the, in, in England, I don't even want to say UK now, England, we have just been told we are now on national lockdown. Pretty much golf courses are going to close everything in two days time on Thursday. And it's for a full month till the 2nd of December. Ouch. Yeah. And that's a minimum time frame. It might even it might even be extended past that, which is a real shame. Golf courses are closed, driving ranges are closed, restaurants are closed, bars, everything. You can't particularly leave your house unless you actually need to go out to work. Um, so it's going to be a very, very weird scenario. Schools are still going, so my kids are still in school and colleges are still going, etc. But it just means now, we got told this on Saturday night here in the in England by uh, Boris Johnson. Thursday it was happening, so we have had a day like no other today and we're going to have two more continuous to try and bank as much video content as we possibly can to bring to you guys on YouTube and also on Facebook. We filmed three videos today that I think are really good. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but they're proper YouTube videos. Proper, like, th- th- my favourite one was probably the last of the three, actually. That's a good one. That, and that weirdly might actually come out first of the three. Should we give a little tease what that one is? Because I think we should. Because we've already put something on social anyway. Yes. So, you might have... Over when do you think this kind of started? About a year or so ago, Kirk, two years ago, yeah, a little bit longer than that, maybe two to three, because the ball was quite a while yeah. ago. Yeah, in fact, for the original original ball, it was ages now. Was it even before you were working it for was. me? So it was over three years ago. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, um, it came out into the kind of the, the spotlight that Kirkland Signature, which is the make stuff for Costco um, wholesalers here in the US, uh, here in the UK and over in the US as well, is that they started to make a golf ball that was £12 per dozen, so a pound a golf ball pretty much, and it was pretty good. So over the years, they've brought out new versions of it. I tested the Kirkland Signature four-piece, I think, and during last lockdown, and it was actually a really good performing golf ball. They also then brought out a putter, out of nowhere, kind of July time, a good friend of well, a good friend of the channel, Danny, over in the USA, actually managed to buy one for me because they kind of come out in the USA first before rolling out into the UK. He bought one, sent one over. I reviewed the putter. I thought it was decent, not bad. I had an inkling it might have been made by Odyssey. Um, 
no evidence on that just yet and then finally they've brought out three wedges again my mate danny managed to buy some for 160 dollars shipped them over and i must admit it probably cost another 160 odd dollars to ship over uh, most expensive wedges ever but for 160 dollars you get three wedges the wedges are nice <laughs> i was trying to think of a word then and like hide it but they're just good i think they're good looks wise anyway I don't want to say underrated because I feel like the weirdly on social media very overrated. I think what it was is the putter I wasn't that inspired by because anyone can make a decent cheap putter. You can find a cheap putter that you just love that's 10 quid in a charity shop or even like a sports direct putter for 20 quid. It's, at the end of the day, I know there's a lot of technology goes into putters, but they are ultimately a golf club with three, four degrees of loft on that you just do a short stroke with. Obviously, you don't get the feel, the alignment, the stability in these cheap putters, but they're all all right. Obviously, a golf ball is a different kettle of fish, but even more so is wedges because there's so much, even though a wedge feels like quite a simple club, you've got to nail the looks, you've got to nail the design, you've got to nail the grooves, the loft. There's a lot, the feel, the, the performance, the bounce, the grinds, etc. There's a lot that can go right or can go wrong with a wedge. Now, obviously, this video won't be out yet when people are listening, so we don't want to give away too much just yet, but they're good. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Sorry, I had to turn that TV off. It was distracting me. It's like we have like an Apple TV now in the home sim as well. It's gone all fancy. They do like these amazing drone footage. That was Buckingham Palace then. You know, How good was that? At first, I thought it was the Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, wedges are going to come out soon. And we filmed two more videos as well. Really interesting ones. We've got three more planned to film tomorrow. We've got three more planned to film Wednesday before lockdown takes place. We're going quantity over quality, aren't we? We are. <laughs> and then we're going to sprinkle that in between videos. We're going to film here in the home simulator. So either way, for the next month minimum, we'll be okay for videos, hopefully. Uh, we got lucky today with the weather. It could have been horrendous, but actually it turned out to be quite a nice day in parts. Um, and we worked like uh, troopers today. Yeah, and when we start getting into videos of Q&As and what's in the bags, that's when you know we're struggling. So until we hit that point, you know we're doing all right for ideas. <laughs> Q&As, that was a yeah. terrible one last time, wasn't it, actually? That, yeah. It flopped. Either way, we're going to produce some awesome content. So um, we've got a decent show today. We have. We said last week that we're going to start, stop, sorry, rating them before we start because okay. it was getting silly. I must admit, <laughs> I'm going to go against my word. I'm going to rate, well, I'm not going to rate today, so I'm going to predict it. It's not going to be a showstopper. But it's going to be solid, just standard content. And that might be what you get for the next couple of weeks. However, it might surprise us. We might go really innovative and we might start changing things up. So don't stop listening. We beg you to keep listening. But also, today's might not be great. But I don't know. The first thing I want to do, though, speaking of not great, is still rate us five stars. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you're listening in the UK, make sure you rate the podcast because we're nearing a 1,000 reviews, which I think is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thought only recently did... You tell me it wasn't global reviews. Global, just... we've had 3,000, I believe. Wow. But what apparently on Apple um, Podcasts, it only shows you the reviews from the region you're in. So if you're listening from Australia, for example, you look, we might only have 300 views. I get you. If you're listening in America, we might have less. But in the UK, we've nearly got 1,000. So 1,000 would be good. We did yeah, say we'd do something for 1,000. I can't remember what. I, I think have to we listen said, back. Can we say 1,000 by the end of the year? Yeah. Which, which we're going to do that yeah, easy, easy. Should be able to do it next week. Uh, we're also going to talk about our favorite, our second favorite podcast as well coming up <laughs> in this episode. Um, but yeah, overall, it's been a, a, a fun week. Um, we want to talk a little bit about a video I filmed last week, which... Quite frankly, for a couple of reasons. One, I was the most excited about filming that video than I have been for a long time. And I actually mm -hmm. thought the video came out really well as well. I felt like a kid at Christmas. And it's the Scotty Cameron video that we filmed. Go on. Went up to Prairie. <laughs> so 
again, I kind of I feel like I'm always starting this a story with this sentence, and it, I never I never really uh, come across with it. I would say, long story short, I always do that, but it always is a long story, which is great make for a it, podcast. Make it long story exciting, though. I know. Sorry, I baffle on a bit. So. A couple of years ago, when we did a lot of filming out on the golf course, and before we were really using the Marriott, we used to go up to Clitheroe Golf Club. And in the in the pro shop there at Clitheroe was a, like an Aladdin's cave of pro shops. One of the top five pro shops I've been in in yeah. last year or two. It's so good. Every little... Like, it's not big. It's That's it, why it's better. I know. Though. It's small, but it's packed full of really cool stuff. So Paul McAvoy, the pro there, who's been a pro there for about 17 years, I think he said um stocks it so well like you just every little corner is amazing i like it because it's got sections of all brands your tailor-made your pings your callaways everything they offer but then equally in the corner could be like a weird little second-hand three yeah. with a good shaft yeah definitely like a little 905 yes and just beside the 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 pro shop desk underneath the clothes really very hidden away is a couple of bags of scotty cameron's and every time we used to go up there and film we used to pick up a scotty cameron and go oh, look at this one and look at this one and and paul was like that's literally nothing compared to the ones i've got that is nothing so i always said to him at the time we've got to film a video at some time i don't know when i don't know how but we've got to film a video we didn't know what did we that was no. a big question like what, what was, was the be? idea yeah because it's all like it's not the best collection in the world. It's not the best collection in the UK. It's probably not even the best collection in the northwest of England. It might maybe be the, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it might be the best. <laughs> but it's like what? Like what is it? Because I, I would love to go, now. I feel like I'm starting to get a real fond addiction to kind of Scotty Camerons. I I would love to film a video at the world's biggest collection. Hundred percent. Do you, th- you where do you think that, do you think it'd be America or do you think it'd be somewhere I'd, like it'd Asia? It'd either be somewhere obvious like America or it would be like China or Asia, yeah. where there's real collectors. And that's what I'm gonna come on to in a minute, the collection and, and more than just performance, but continue. So the reason why I was so excited about it, we kinda came to the idea that honestly, out of all the clubs that I own, and I've got a few now <laughs> I've collected over the years bar the really old scotty cameron putter i've got the trillion which i had refurbished a couple of years ago i actually don't own any scotty camerons like i have none of them on my possession i was like i need to change that let me wipe the tear from my eye because i feel for you <laughs> oh god yeah i came across i came across a bit bad didn't it <laughs> I'm sorry, my home simulator with just three Scotty Camerons. <laughs> sorry, that that I'll wind uh, you up. That's not, uh, yeah. I'm changing, and uh, either way, I thought right. I do need. Just a sec, I, Rick. Can you get the butler to come in a minute? I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get him, Jeeves. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, you didn't, and you wanted to start a collection. Why not? And. Yeah, I've always, wa- I've always wanted something, limited edition, rare, Scotty Cameron. So anyway, I've asked Paul, we were going up to Prairie because it was my last day at Prairie to you know, clear out the stuff and get everything out of there and whatever because not, I'm not there anymore. So I thought, well, what a timing. Let's see, because Paul, coincidentally, is actually going to be moving into the bay that we were at Quest Golf Academy at Prairie Sports Village, which he's a great guy. You know what I like about Paul? <laughs> I've said it to you already, off podcast. I think you've almost got, well, not maybe, but two kinds of pro shops, really. You've got the pro shop who is... Um, Do you mean the of, head pro or the golf pro? Or the- I mean the pro and, and he's, what he's done with the business. There's two types typically. There's obviously more, but there's one guy who makes a living off doing the odd lesson, gets a retainer from the golf club and sells Miles Bars and 
bottles of Coke and stuff to the members and just ticks over with no ambition and no real drive. Sad to say, but it, you'll know it if your pro shop's the same. There's no stock in there. They're just, but equally, that pro gets annoyed and you come with a new driver from American Golf. So, oh, we could have got that from me. Well, you've not got any to sample or to demo, so I didn't know that. Or the other side of the coin, which is where definitely where um, Paul sits, is it's an unreal pro shop that is properly stocked, that has got everything you could need, and he looks after his members. Yeah. Yeah, and in like say he offers everything. He, he's he's competing with the big retail stores. He's like locking horns. If you're a member of a golf club, there's no reason really to go elsewhere because your pros gonna you've typically got money in your account from a few twos you've got over time, which is obviously gonna take that off your your full price of your driver. Your pro is probably gonna want to look after you. A lot of products now, there's there's less discounts in there in the golf industry now. I remember five years ago, every time I'd work in American golf and a consumer would come in, they'd be like, or maybe more than five years, seven, eight years ago, he'd be like, um, how much can you do these clubs for? How much can you get these for? Even like a dozen Pro Vs can do a discount on these. And it was almost a, yeah, I will do. I'll do you three quid off. Whereas now, the way that the landscape has gone, it's things are, I mean, you might get the odd five off here and there, but a tailor-made driver is 400 quid. Yeah. Doesn't change really, does it? So you want to support your pro if he's got the kit there. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And like say, if a pro at a golf club offers that and really goes out of the way to be forward thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, two people stand out in that that we know, Paul McAvoy and Dan Webster. Yeah. Like Dan up at Lytham Golf Academy, like he's that kind of forward-thinking pro as well. 100%. Really good pro shop, really well-stocked, wants to compete against the big boys mm-hmm. like your American golfs and this, that, and the other. So Paul's going to be taking on the Bay at Prairie, which honestly I think he's going to do a great job. He's got a couple of lads teaching for him. He also um, does custom fitting as well, so definitely worth, um, well, I think I'll even pay a visit to him down the line and see, how, see what he's done with the place. But anyway, I wanted to buy a putter off him. So we met him up there. He brought about 60 putters. Is that too many? Maybe 35, 40. I okay. don't know. There was three, was it three or four bags full? Four bags. Well, it was four bags, at least 10 in, maybe yeah. more. So yeah, maybe, I don't know. But a Let's lot. call it 50. Yeah. Some of them were just first of 500s, which are very, very special. Don't get me wrong. Like the first ev- the first 500 of that putter ever made. Then he had a bag of limited edition. Then he had a bag of super limited edition mm. rare ones that were not for sale which actually they're not for sale because they weren't his he actually had to borrow borrow them off a member of of his who he'd sold them to previously long story short but they weren't for sale but how good were they they were well this is where the story's going is that obviously as people who've watched the video which i'm guessing most of you have will know that rick picked up did you take two in the end after so, oh. Is this long story short not working well? No, it is working well, but basically... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not very good at you it. Bought, yeah, I, got, I bought two in the end. And we gave one away. I bought three, one away. I bought so bought three, three in the end. Have you actually bought them yet, by the way, or not? I've not physically yeah, paid but, the yeah, cash, but, but yeah, they're yeah, mine. He's doing you a price. But basically, what we were getting to is, you've not bought those for performance. Now, obviously, Scotty Cameron are um, collector's items. They're very, very, very premium. And there is some level of technology in them. But what where this again, where this is coming from was in the Facebook group of the day. So if you're not following that group or join that group, make sure you do. It's the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast on Facebook. Somebody I think this is deleted it, which I don't quite know why, but somebody put a picture in of a Honma set of irons, didn't they? The gold ones. Yeah. I think they were three and a half grand or four yeah. grand sterling. So they're really expensive. And it's quite an honest question of why are these golf clubs so expensive? Is it for performance or what is it? And it just got me thinking, and we were chatting about this before, kind of offer, if you like, that Brands have almost shot themselves in the foot because every time a new driver comes out now from TaylorMade, etc., there's some story behind it. We've gained your speed. We've, we've, we're, it's going lower, lower, lower spinning, higher launch, and you're going to gain more distance. It's more forgiving, etc., etc. But sometimes brands like a Scotty Cameron or a Honma 
bring out a piece of golf equipment that actually, I know there's some performance in it, you know, there's some level of um, R&D goes into it, but ultimately it's a collector's item or it's just a, a status symbol. A piece of art. A piece of art, exactly. So that guy, and I, I replied to the person and said, well, this, this set of irons really are for the, the guy or the lady who drives uh, a Bentley, has a fancy AP watch or a Rolex watch and wants to have what is perceived as the best that without being rude, other people just can't go out and buy willy-nilly. And somebody weirdly said, oh, it sounds like you're jealous. And I was like, well, no, it couldn't be further. I'm not jealous. I'm just stating what it is. And that that is, it's okay, isn't it? Of course it is. Like £3,000 for a set of irons is ridiculous. It's it's obscene. But that consumer isn't buying them necessarily because they think they're going to help them get better at golf. And that's what people need to remember. I think we had this conversation with Paul over dinner it is like spending a lot of money on a watch. Hundred percent. Like, and I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. If somebody wants to buy a really nice watch, doesn't matter how much it. I don't care if it costs a hundred grand for that person. If they want that watch, that's okay. Yeah. They know it's not going to tell the time any different to any other watch, surely. But that's also okay. The, the, yeah, and the analogy I sometimes use as well is a silly one. But if you want a belt to hold up your trousers, and you walk into H and M or though. Topshop or Topman or whatever it might, Marks and Spencers, you could buy a, a belt for seven pound fifty or tenner. Let's just say you put it on and it oh, it's held up my trousers. A Hermes belt at seven fifty or a grand or whatever you can even pay for them doesn't claim to hold up your trousers any better, and it won't do, would it? It, it, it can't. It, do. It, it's just there for status that I'm wearing this belt that costs a lot of money that I want to wear. And that's fine. And that's sometimes what people, and I understand why people get confused because most golf brands are trying to sell an innovation story yeah. and a performance story and performance messaging. And, and again, Scotty do that to some degree, but that puts, you, I don't know which one's the dearest out of those three that you've got, but whichever one's the dearest at whatever price it is, is not going to perform any better than Odyssey 2 Ball not or whatever it might be. But it, it's that price because it's that price. And, and I absolutely knew that. Like Even when I just did the few puts on the putting green, I, I didn't care which one went in the hole or not. Exactly, I just wanted yeah. to see which one looked nicest, which one would I would I love to see in my kind of maybe even starter collection of, of collecting these. And maybe I, I, I bought one of the My Girl ones. It's all pink and flowers, uh, diamonds on and stuff. And I might hand that down to one of my girls in the future if they get into golf. And it's just a nice little hand-me-down, a nice little keepsake. Hopefully, they probably won't use it. Or if they do, that's fine. But it's um, it, it is, it's just... I don't know. It doesn't have to... Like, you're going back to your analogy of... of uh, of your belts like a piece of string holds your belt up yeah exactly like you can have so many different options to do the same thing and it's people, okay people try and use cars as an analogy but it doesn't really work because a Ferrari although it's just to get ridiculously expensive it does perform differently from a Ford Fiesta it's faster it's faster it's, it's probably louder. got more gadgets yeah. it's etc you know, so you can't really... I mean, at the end of the day, yes, they will get you from A to B, so you could say that, but the difference, aren't they? But with a with a set of Honma stuff, and it's the Beres range, you did the drive, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Four grand drive or whatever it is. I can't remember what you did numbers-wise, but it wasn't anything massively special. Well, it wasn't great, because it was super... It wasn't really tailored to Yeah, it was so a lightweight, it was lightweight. But, but, like, I think I might have even said it in that video, that's okay. Like, but, it is for the guy with the... Bentley, the private jet that just wants to be flash. Well, th- this is for me a bit going kind of extending the topic a bit further. This is where PXG, I think, have got it wrong because I think they've, they've almost got it so wrong. I think they've almost got tried to get both pieces of the pie. They've tried to go down the route of you, Mister Jones. You drive a Bentley. You've got a Rolex. You've got a few quid. You want to use our stuff because your mates can't afford it. But then they've also gone. Our stuff is the best performing period. But then also, now the price has actually come down a bit. It's almost, is it about 100 quid more than the tight list, let's say, driver? I think yeah, I don't it is. I not know if, that, if it's even that 50 much. 50 to 100 quid. Yeah. But so it, for me, if I was going to get a new driver, 
I know a PhD is not going to perform any better than a Titleist or a Callaway. I, just, I know it, I know it's not. Cause I've seen you. I've tested myself. I just know it's not going to do. But equally, it's not then expensive enough to be necessarily desirable. It's not flashy anymore, is it? And it's very hard for a brand to do. The only brand that really does stuff like is Apple. Because Apple stuff is so much more expensive than its competitors, but net doesn't really actually outperform it, but you still want it. And what Apple have done still well, weirdly, they can bring out the £1,000 phone. And a 700, 600 quid. Yeah, and they yeah. can also bring one out that's quite cheap. And people still want the £1,000 one. And I think PHG have really gone off the radar, me. I've not heard of them. But they should, and it sounds ridiculous to say this, they should have been double the price they are. Massively. They should have gone up in price rather than yeah. down. And that doesn't... I understand people listening to that would say, what, what do you mean double? I honestly think if they were to continue to grow and get brand awareness, they needed to bring out a, a five grand driver. Well, well, their story was originally, some of that I heard from some of the staff, was that they were going to work on this economies of scale. So let's bring out a driver that's really expensive, sell some, make some profit on it, make a lot of profit on it, and then make it more affordable. But it doesn't suit their imaging at all. No, their, their whole brand is based on... Well, we know what it's based on, isn't it? It's exclusivity. It's that golfer that is trying to kind of, again... I don't like this word of showing off, because I think it always gives the perception that somebody that's a bit of a idiot... It's not necessarily that. It's that someone that's worked hard, that wants nice things, that you know wants to show off their wealth to some degree. But I'm not a fan. Just likes the finer things in life, potentially. Yeah, caviar. Yeah. But also, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of, then, that's fine in life. Even though I would never in a million years eat caviar. <laughs> you would literally... You could be the wealthiest man in the world, you'd never eat caviar, would no, you? No, what I would then do is I'd buy caviar for other people. So I'd, ah. I'd walk in and go... Hey, anyone want any caviar? Yeah, I'd like some. Yeah, I've got I'll loads, six mate. portions of caviar now. <laughs> so I'm dead rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I do honestly think PhD got it wrong in a big way. And it'll be interesting, like, see, I, I don't know how the, how we've got around this kind of talking about PhD a bit more now, but it's naturally flown this way. I, I don't know if they're going to be around forever. Like, I've actually sat, oddly enough, at a table next to Bob Parson having food food with him and drinking his wine his really expensive wine and i understand his idea of making golf clubs he is a billionaire like he doesn't live in our world he is a billionaire multi-billionaire and if he wants to make really expensive golf clubs for him and his pals completely get it but like I say you can't have every single bit of the pie when you can bring out a driver of 500 quid now where people just choose different brands because they've got more history more pedigree anyway is this going well? What we're up to time wise here? I can't. It's too long. No, no, no. I don't Twenty want, minutes. Twenty minutes. I can't, no, I just couldn't tell. I think is it, sometimes when I, we record them, I don't know what it's like, and I listen back to it on the way home when you uploaded it. I think that was good. That <laughs> really good content. I know when everybody loves this podcast, that it's absolutely flying. What the what the people love, just not as much as our podcast. Um, there's lots of things that people love, not as much as our podcast. For example, cans of Monster Sugar Free. People love that, don't they? They love that. nothing better when you feel a little bit like drain you want a little pick me up you get a nice cold kind of monster people also love the fact that next year covid providing we might be taking the podcast on potentially doing it live to an audience oh, god that's a that's a big that was a big bombshell i know you dropped it in the group but well let's just let's just <laughs> I know let we, people we, stir we, 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 it might be happening it might not be happening if people would want to see it with maybe some guests and some interaction with the audience imagine a dear rick live so we've got like an email, like, Dear Rick, I'm anonymous. I'm in the audience now. I've, um... I feel like I'd want someone like on a sh- sh- chalance, you know, those sofas that oh, you can yeah. lie down. And I, I'd want them to like, you know, like, almost like be anonymous. Like, 
I, would, I don't know how you do it, almost blur them out a little <laughs> bit and then and the, disguise the voice and it's like, I'm John. Oh, tall Paul can read out their email. <laughs> yeah. No, but in answer to your question, people love the open podcasts, don't they? They love the open podcast. Like, say if they love us 100%, what percent do they love the open podcast? Probably a strong 97. I was going to say 95. Oh, maybe not that much. If you want to get to 97, I think I love it 97%. I'm 96. It's bloody good. It is very good. This week's episode, if you've not heard, heard it yet, is the story of Michael Campbell's close call at two opens, which was unbelievable. 2002, uh, sorry, um, what's the years now? Ni- 95 1995 and 2005. 2005. Absolutely unbelievable. It pretty much came down to the fact that he uh, took a helicopter ride. <laughs> what it came, What it reminded me of, so, <laughs> Michael Campbell... Well, this is actually, essentially, as we're telling the story, this is last week. So there's another yes. episode comes out today. After the, well, it'll be out now. So listen to it after this one, obviously. But last um, week's episode was about how Michael Campbell came so close to winning the Open. And it was the year 1995. I would have been four years old, Rick. How old have you been? Seven or eight or nine? Something like that. I would have been nine. Um, he was winning. He was leading after three rounds. He then yeah, went for the, an unbelievable Saturday. Was he, like, stupid under par? Can't yeah, every, it's a really tough day. Everybody was really struggling. Out of nowhere, Michael Campbell, New Zealander, and it's so, you know, not familiar sport for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. He, he shoots an unbelievable Saturday with that ridiculous up and down from the road hole bunker on 17. That golf shot. If you have got a minute, go on to Google, go to YouTube and type in Michael Campbell the Open and you'll find the video straight away. So that up and down was ridiculous. I think it's one of the top five shots I've seen in my life. After that, he goes home. He's, I think he was staying locally. He was, was in it, he was in Dundee, which Dundee. is an hour away in traffic. He'd been do- every day getting his car in or getting driven in. He decided to go with the uh, IMG offered him a helicopter. So he was like, yeah, why not? It's why a five not? minutes in the helicopter. This is before PSG and yeah. expensive Scotty Camerons. <laughs> and he ended up basically being late. So, well, not late, but very... Oh, very last minute. Not early enough. Yeah. So very last... <laughs> he did the Rick Shields approach, turned up half cut. Oh, yeah, I've got to see Sam at 10.01, please, mate. <laughs> that's what he should have done. Um, ended up not winning the Open. Yes. And it was then the story of how he went on to win the 2005 US Open. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about this was he said to himself, that if he finishes in the top 10, he's going to buy a second-hand Porsche. Yeah, it was good. And he got me it. thinking, let's just imagine for a second, right, over this winter now, I get really good at golf. Okay. And I qualify for the Open next year. <laughs> okay. What car I would want if I could get top 10? What car do you think I'd go with? So I can't afford to like splash out ridiculously because... What would you get top 10? 500 grand, half a million? No, I don't think you'd get quite that much. 200 grand? I think, yeah, maybe like between 150s and something like that. Well, it's between, if you win it, it's about nearly to probably 3 million now. It's getting close to probably like say 10th, maybe 200 grand. It was like 150 when John Daly won it. 150 grand, I think it was. madness. You can chop it round and get 150 grand now. Yeah. <laughs> so I th- well, the problem is you change your cars every day. What you like? Sometimes you like a saloon. Sometimes you like a Tesla. Sometimes you like. I, I, okay, I think it's pretty easy. I think you just get the absolute. I oh, know because even the best of the best Tesla is going to cost well too over. Much. Yeah, well over a ton. Hundred. Oh, and you're buying out ca- outright cash. Yeah. Oh, I think you'd get. I don't know the model, but you'd get like a, a Merc Coupe. Yes, like E-Class Coupe I'd get, I Blacked think. out, black rims. Murdered 20, out, as the kids call it. 22-inch. Oh, yeah. 
And then that's pretty much it. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to listen to the Open Podcast, which, by the way, sponsors our fantastic podcast, uh, podcast, and thank you so much for the Open Podcast support, and thanks for everybody's support listening to the Open Podcast, you can listen to a new episode on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, theopen.com, also available on Stitcher, Overcast, and Tuned In. And it's 10 episodes of original documentaries, and every single episode is a new a new feature. And this year, is it 2007 open? Well, would you like to listen to a little uh, clip of it, Rick? Yes, please. 18th tee, Cordra Carrington. Like, he'd played for 17 holes, the best golf I'd ever seen him play. One last big tee shot. Come on, Pordrick. So I like, had no doubts he was just going to pipe this thing down the middle. I practically run up to and I, and I have past history of this I, I just I run up to the 18T and I'm buzzing I'm just so confident I tee the ball up I'm just going to bust that driver down the middle of the fairway I am playing the best golf of my life I'm driving the ball the best of my life I could not have been more confident 9 under leads by 1 the Irishman Podrick Harrington he does not like it leaning to the right Oh, an anxious look to the right-hand side. Where's this ball going to land? Barry Byrne down the right-hand side. Porja Carrington lands on the bridge, goes into the water. Is your mouth watering? Spine tingling? That is... Goosebumps. I, reckon, I love it. I think it's great. So that's obviously the story of Podrick Harrington at, uh, at Carnoustie. And that's the second best golf podcast in the world. So guys, go and listen to it, leave a review, make sure you like it, subscribe, and uh, I'm excited to see what the next few episodes have to offer. You know what was mad? Just touching back on Michael Campbell a minute ago. So I was doing some research on him, obviously, after listening to that, as I always do, because you end up inevitably going onto Google and Wikipedia and all that kind of stuff. 2005, not only did he win the US Open, which is obviously ridiculous, he came tied fifth in the Open, tied sixth in the PGA, and won the World Match Play event, which I think was at... um, where it was at before, Wentworth, Wentworth, and he won a million quid for that event. Imagine, right, I don't know what that's worth in today's money. I know it's not that many years ago, but 15 years ago, a million quid. I think he beat Paul McGinley. That's mad. Can you imagine playing golf, match play, for a million quid? <sighs> don't. And didn't you say? He's never made the cut in the Masters, apparently. How mad is that? And he's played in it a lot of times as well. And one thing he said, actually... Um, I thought it was quite good in the podcast. Towards the end, he was on about coming back and doing like um, senior stuff, and now we got a bit inspired by Tom Watson. He said, little quote, the golf ball doesn't know your age. It's quite good that I don't think about yeah, it. I like, that. like, you could be any level, and as long as you're swinging it pretty nicely and doing the right things, age is, is but a number. It is just a number. I have got a really strong, solid, sturdy, box-ticking... Dear Rick. Hit me. Okay. I'm going to do it in the best <laughs> Dear Rick voice. Okay. Anonymous what, or not? Well, annoyingly, it is, but he said we can use his first name. Um, <laughs> that's quite wonderful. So his name is Chris something. Right? Okay. And he's put, um, Dear Rick, brackets, hi to guy also. Love that. Ooh. He's then put, please can I just be known as Chris? But the fact he put in like speech marks to say like it's an alias like his name's not it's like as if you please just call me mike but he's actually called himself his real name and is it chris yeah but look how good his surname is and he acknowledged oh, how good it's annoying so how good his surname is because i thought it's golf as well look at oh. that we can't use it but it's such a good surname oh, such, I, wow why do you mean call that on the golfer really anyway good. chris so it's from uh chris pro v1 <laughs> <laughs> 
I am funny. Chris Provisional. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it says... Um, it says, please let me know just Chris. I know my last name is pretty awesome, so apologies. Anyway. How many people are going to be guessing what his last name is? I love that. Anyway. So your best guesses. Um, I'm massively into golf. I watch the European and PJ Tour events when I can, and I also love to play. I probably play on average around two to three times a month. I'm an 18 handicapper. Okay. However, I'd love to play more. Standard. One slight problem. I always love this. You've got your eyes closed. Rick's got his eyes closed and I'm reading it. He's really thinking. I really have to concentrate like, on this. But my phone goes down. I shut my eyes. You do, I, right. I get, I get into it. Three, two, one. Shut your eyes again. My girlfriend and I have recently had a baby boy, 11 weeks old. Congrats. Before the baby, I was getting out at least once, twice a week, either playing or out on the range. But at the moment, I'm really struggling to get on the range due to work and baby commitments. However, when I do play, I get the bug for it and want to play all the time. Therefore, my question is for you. Is it worth getting a practice net at home? I've been thinking I could nip into the garden for 30 minutes and practice while the baby sleeps and therefore get my golf fix. Is it if pra- is a practice net a no-go, what would you suggest? Huge fan of the podcast. Keep up the amazing work. Thanks a bunch, Chris. So, two birds with one stone. It's a good question. Though. It's good because of it's his situation. But it's also locked down again. Yeah. So talk to me. Pros and cons of practicing at home and practice nets. But also I was thinking elaborate more because not everybody listening will live obviously with someone with a garden or have the facility that mean a flat or whatever. So practicing at home, pros, cons and nets, pros, cons. So if you remember, rewind rewind back time. To Open lock, your eyes now, by the way. <laughs> to, to lockdown lock when it first kicked in. That first couple of weeks on social media was crazy mm-hmm. with duvets mattresses yeah. nets there were ev- some horrendous ones like <laughs> anything people could get hold of they were trying to turn it into simulators for their for their house right yeah. gardens whatever it may be if you also noticed it didn't last very long no and i don't know whether that's because people got bored of not you know just being able to hit into a net Oh, does the novelty wear off unbelievably quickly? It's a bit like when people have weight benches and dumbbells in the garage, isn't it? A little bit like that. (laughs) As Guy looks at my my dumbbell, my my workbench. It probably is, yeah. Like the the idea is better than the reality. Well, I am joking there, but genuinely I bought some dumbbells in lockdown. They got delivered. It was two 20 kilo dumbbells. They had to come two separate days, weirdly. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I think genuinely I've used them twice in six months. I think it's really hard because I know there will be some people who have a practice net and they will wear that practice mm-hmm. net out. I get that. Like, I understand there are people like that that just get so zoned into it. For me, there's a couple of things. If it's just a practice net, honestly, hand on heart, I think I'd get bored in literally five minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. I think I'd get bored in about three minutes if it was just a practice net. Now, the the, the biggest challenge, and I know, listen, I'm trying to put myself in that scenario as well. If Because what does it give you? By just hitting a ball into a net, what does it give you straight away? If you've got luxury of being able to have some sort of simulator software or some sort of launch monitor, but then the price just goes through the roof straight away. What do you think then about somebody who's off 18 who just working on strike, just that repetitiveness of hitting ball after ball after ball? Is that going to help them find the middle of the club face more, or do you think it could actually ingrain errors more without any feedback of where it's going? Well, that's the biggest challenge. I think that you can find the middle of the face better, yes. Mm-hmm. You can work on technique, yes. 
but what's happening to the golf ball? I don't believe that as soon as you hit a ball into a net, you can really tell how far that ball, where that ball is going directional wise and everything else. So I do think it's quite hard to get that, that balance right between having a net for just practice and just for the practice sake, just so you can swing a golf club and actually trying to improve on it. I don't, I don't think you can improve just on a net. And I might, someone might prove me wrong, I get that. But I honestly just don't see how you can properly improve technique. <sighs> well, having said that, though, playing devil's advocate, if he's going to have half an hour to go in the garden, like, it might not get used, but let's say he does, have, he does use it, it surely can't do much harm to his game. Not really. And it keeps, it keeps the juices flowing, potentially. Um, if he has got some fundamental errors in his swing that he knows that he wants to try and fix and would take, you know, hundreds of golf balls to hit, yeah, you know, that might work. But I don't know. I, I almost feel like a, a, a weird, like a golf video game would be better. Like, <laughs> I know it's not getting your golf fixed, but I feel like that gives you a little bit more, it keeps you entertained a little bit more, but I understand it's not making you any better at golf. The other thing that I would honestly do, if, if again, probably if I, if I just had one, one kid like Chris... Have you ever seen these like buggies that you can get, like golf carts that you can strap, oh, yeah. strap a kid to? And I don't know where I don't know where Chris lives, whether it's in the US or UK or anywhere around the world because we are a global podcast. Um, it, it's whether you can take the kid out and take it for a walk and play nine holes. Like I would honestly love that. I'm saying that now in November, and it's probably not possible, but you have seen it done before. Um, I don't know. I, I just personally, I don't think I would have had a net in the garden. And you're not, you wouldn't. I wouldn't one. do it. But what then, what about, is there any drills that um, people can do and Chris could do um, that are worthwhile that could be done at home during lockdown or just in general practicing at home? Yeah, I think, I definitely think there's drills that can be done. I think, I will actually, weirdly, weirdly, if you do actually search on YouTube, Rick Shields Home Tips, I actually did a series about six or seven tips years and years ago, which actually are really still good. And it's talking about if you are stuck, literally stuck at home, the drills that you can do, and they're actually unbelievable. This is pre-beard. <laughs> this is back at Trafford when I was at Trafford. We filmed it at the back of the driving range, me and Tim, when he was when it was just me and him. And um, there are some really good ones there, but I think overall, I'd probably get, I'd probably work on my putting a bit more. Maybe the old blue tack on the face is always a good one. Yeah, blue tack on blue the face. Tack on the face, obviously a bit wider than the golf ball. If you did have a club and you're just hitting balls into a net, spraying the club face with some athlete's foot powder spray so you know where you're striking it from. Um, it's not the worst idea, and I understand for some it'll be that all they can get. I get that. I just couldn't bring you're myself to do it. No, right. I've had another email in from a guy called Alex. Okay. okay. <laughs> he says, Hi, Guy and Rick. Hope you guys are doing well in these times. Like many others, I'm a huge fan of the pod and the channel. With a combination of golf withdrawal, because courses are closed in Ireland, and college procrastination, I've decided to write a little jingle for listening to the week section. No way. I've listened to many Rick's attempts this to sing nice the jingle. That's a surprise for me. I know. And I had to find one that isn't horribly out of key. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> anyway. I hope you guys enjoy it and feature it in the pod. If you didn't work audio-wise, let me know. Now, it's not the best ever, but I thought we'll at least play it once because he's gone to the effort. So I'm going to try and play it next to the microphone and see if it works. You ready? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> One more time. 
No do your version. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Listener of the week. It's not bad. Mm. Um, Alex, I think let's have another go because I do like the idea of you, you bringing us one. See what else you've got in the locker. Or if anybody else wants to send something. Yeah, what's the email address? Uh, podcasts. Uh, podcast. Podcast. At rickshields.com. And email us. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Listener of the Week, we have got a Listener of the Week. So the criteria, <laughs> it's always changing. The goalposts are moving. Keep people on the on the toes. What is it this week? This week, it was also somebody that um, went over to the Apple, uh, to the open podcast on Apple and oh, rated yes. it. Yeah. We've that two weeks in a row, and I think next week we're going to do something. Well, that's what we're going to do next week yeah, now. Yeah. But anyway, it was a rating on Apple, and it said, hopefully I get listener of the week because I addressed Guy first. Because, yeah, he put, Hi, Guy. he put Guy and Rick sent me on the little thing. Um, and I know that Guy's the one picking the winner. <laughs> this podcast is really good, and it makes me miss the open more than I knew it could. I can't wait to hopefully go next year from James. And his username was James underscore M123. We'll call him Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> so Jimmy got listener of the week. What do you want? I'm going to let you decide this week, Rick, because I feel like I always choose what the criteria is. What? Um, that was my idea for... In fact, it was actually, <laughs> yes. And in fact, no, you're not choosing this. <laughs> because we have got a listener of the world century ever. I'm going to oh mention in a minute. Oh, my God. That is... That guy needs to go down in, in Rick Shields' golf Ed show Brown level. History. Oh, no. Listen. Well he, beyond Ed Brown. He makes Ed Brown look like a double bogey on a cold winter's day. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just have then for next week a good old standard fashion send us an email podcastrickshields.com yeah with subscriptions to everything yeah following everything yeah all that stuff yeah we've not had one of them for a while we've not and that can be there you go you're getting it um so our friend your friend of mine Derek, we had Derek. Derek. pronounce it yeah i think so why how how are you gonna pronounce it i don't know i can't remember it being how do you spell it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I you're. I think it is. I definitely think you're right. Why did you question me then? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think you've got your na- his name right. I just wanted to double check. You've got me worried now. I can't find him. God, this guy is literally going down in podcast history. Well, we want to make sure. It's, it, you know, it is because I um, I've had a few Instagram DMs with him. And he's, I, thought, he's, I just thought it was Derek. Da- no, it's Derek. His Instagram is about. He's got. A, I think he's into watches as well. So his Instagram account is Derek underscore watches, and he has. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we kind of jokingly said that for listener of the week, somebody should write on a golf ball that the Rick Shields golf show is like amazing, and leave it in the 18th hole, and then go and just watch somebody collect it. Yeah, and we kind of said that in jest. He has gone. Above and beyond. Oh, He's had some so. golf balls made, which he sent from America to us, which I think are coming today or tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. One side, the Bridgestone balls, but he couldn't get Pro V1s done. That's so okay. he went the next step and got the Tiger balls. Yeah, Bridgestone I can, balls. I think the Tiger balls. I think they're the Tiger balls, yeah. I can live with that. On one side, he has got the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast logo. So that's the Rick Shields logo with the headphones on and then a black background. He was also apologetic for, for using that without asking us which is ridiculous as it needs to be. It is Derek. Derek Chen. Yeah, oh, Derek Chen. He's also, on the other side, got at... This is all printed, by the way. It's not written in pen. At the Rick Shields Golf Show, best podcast ever. These are bespoke golf balls. He's sending us some, and he's also had some little, like, Rick Shields, like, pin badges created with your logo on. 
I love those. That we are going to probably give quite a few away of, depending on how many he sends. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give him a copyright claim first. On yeah. Using my, using my logo. But Bart, I, I, I like the, if I can make it, if I can get somebody to make these pins for cheap enough, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how it would work. I would love everybody that listens to get a pin. Yeah. I don't know how it, like how could that work? Because obviously it's gonna have to be. I don't want. I don't want it to be a charge for it as such. Like I, I dream of a world where you're a golfer. Mm-hmm. You play on the golf course. You're a big Rick Shields golf show podcast fan or Rick Shields YouTube video fan or whatever it may be, and you want to show that. You want to show that you're a fan. So you have these little red rs logo pinned badge you can pin it on your cap you can pin it on your top you can pin it on your golf bag you can do whatever you want with it pin it somewhere so people can see and you can walk past other rick shields golf fans with their little pin in and just give a little reassurance nod little what will the nod look like just yeah just yeah, a like little you, you listen to the podcast i understand and then suddenly conversations start Oh, did you did you listen to Rick and Guy's recent podcast? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. The way they talked about Listener of the Week. And Derek can go, that's me. I'm the VIP Listener of the Week. And every, anyway, one thing leads to another, and everyone's friends for life. I've just put a picture on the Rick Shields Golf Show Instagram of the golf ball. So good. And I'm going to tag Derek in it. So good. It's you need um, to lots of love. So if you're listening to this now, pull over. If you're driving, pull over immediately, safely. This first... Little side road you can see. Slowly, indicator on, pull over, get your phone, go onto Instagram, search for at the Rick Shields Golf Show. Look at our most recent post, or one of our most recent posts, and you'll see it's an image of the ball. And the second one, we already put a video on, the second um, post that you'll see was actually a video of the ball. And double tap it. That's all you got to do. So anyway, not only did he go to the to the effort of making bespoke golf balls, ordering from Bridgestone with our logo on everything else, amazing. He also carried out the task that we laid out. Oh, he did. I've not, I've not mentioned that. So he went to the golf course. Do you know what golf course it's at? I it don't. looks very nice. I don't. And he he wasn't actually playing. He just went down to the golf course to practice. He wandered onto the 18th green. He plopped one of the Rick Shields logo golf balls in the in the hole on the 18th hole with the listen to the best podcast in the world on it. He wandered off, went to practice, and the driving range must be right near the 18th green. He filmed the next guy that came down and played and filmed him picking it up out the hole, looking at it, and suddenly that one person is going to become a listener for life. That could be you. If you were the person to pick up that golf ball from the hole on the 18th hole with the Rick Shields logo on, that was for you. And hopefully more people will do that around the world. We need to share the podcast. You know what I found out about you recently? Uh-oh. You're quite popular online. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yesterday, I um, put a thing on Instagram, on my own Instagram. I'll saying, to <laughs> saying, I've got a stupid selfie on my story um, and said, does anyone have any questions for Rick? You should have any response to that. Let me just, you just fill a little time. One sec, two. Fifteen. <laughs> Um, I don't know what to say when I'm not talking like this. I feel like you've put me on the spot. My wife, we're actually recording this much later than normal. It's currently 10 to 6 p.m. We're going to be back out again soon, or not soon, tomorrow filming. And my wife just texted me saying, my tea's ready, which is lovely. (laughs) So uh, we're getting close to an hour, so this will be perfect timing. I'll be able to get into the house 
and have tea with the family before embarking on another day of filming tomorrow, um, which will be when or Tuesday, so the day the podcast is out. Like I say, we're going to try and bank as many as many videos as we possibly can before course is shut 112 responses holy crap that is a lot that was like 10 percent of my whole following want to know about you oh it's really good isn't it that go for it um we'll answer all of them the first question that i saw <laughs> that i've already lost was basically oh yeah it's quite a weird one i don't think you'll answer this but i'd like to see if you can try what's rick's highest ever score on a single hole and can you remember what hole and what course it was hmm well, I've obviously in the past had double figures on a hole, yes. I can't remember the last time I got double figures, though. Any Lumina when you had the No, ones? that was just... that was just, just bogus and double. Yeah, that was just a bad... Yeah, I didn't have a blow-up then. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Fair enough, good answer. Um, Chris has asked, please point me towards a hoodie-friendly Manchester golf club to join. Ooh. I think Marriott would be up there. Yeah. I wear hoodies. I mean, I don't play all the time, but... Well, they sell them in the shop as well. Yeah, I think the Marriott would be fine. If I'm honest, I think most places would be fine. Like, would you, could you imagine that somebody would call you for wearing a hoodie? No. I don't think they would, personally. It might not be written in the rule books that it's allowed, but... Um, that's a good one. I don't think it'll be disallowed. Matthew has said, would you rather bogey nine holes and birdie nine or par all 18? Bogey and birdie. 100%. Someone's the same guy's also said, can you put Rick on Bryson's diet and fitness plan to see if he can gain those extra 12 yards he's missing? Oh my God, I need more than that. I do feel like I'm swinging it a bit slower at the moment. I do need to pick up a bit of speed. That might be a, a lockdown challenge to try and pick up a bit of clubhead speed. I feel like I used to be able to get much closer to 120 miles per hour and now I'm really just kind of going all out just to get like 112. This is a good question from Craig. He says, does Rick help pick up all the Pro V1s after a shoot. You do the most picking up, Thank don't you. you? Yeah. You graft. Yeah. I don't mind getting dirty picking them up. Um, I feel like if someone came out on a shoot, they'd be quite surprised, wouldn't they? Like some might, Because some people might think that you're like a diva. You, <laughs> I just walk around my hands in my pockets, really, don't I? We have Tim and Harry that typically film everything. I just walk around just watching. No, you direct. And then you hit all these balls. And to be fair, you're the best at collecting them. You're really good at that. Well, the thing is, when you... What was his name? Uh, Craig. Craig, when you hit them, it doesn't matter how many balls, if it's 50 or whatever, when they're in the the circumference of a, you know, three feet of each other. All left of the fairway. It's easier. 350 <laughs> yards down the fairway. It's much easier. It is. We can dream. But, yeah, but that's what it's like with filming Pete, isn't it? Filming yeah. Peter Finch. It's yeah. so good. Oh, they're just, they actually... The problem he, he's hit each other, don't they, and bounce off. So, like, you can't get a fair comparison because as soon as he's hit two or three balls, they start landing on top of each other. Well, I remember that time watching Pete test some 9-9 and they'd get hit in the flag and then they'd get bouncing off miles yeah, away. I know. It's so really it's like dispersion looks bad. But actually, this, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we are funny. Um, Tour pro problems. This is a good one, but I don't know, again, I don't know if you can answer this one just because it's hard. What's the worst club you've ever tested? Actually, I do know the answer to this. I know it. I completely know it. I feel like the most driver that, irons. I it's a driver in my mind. Um, the Honma one. No, it's a gimmick. Oh, the hammer. Hammer. <laughs> that it was, was dreadful, crap. wasn't it? <laughs> so bad. Um, probably the Honma, but 
in its defence, the shaft was really poor for me. It was a golf bit of special, so it was like it wasn't really suited for me. But that was one of the ones that I just like eh, didn't do anything. What's your favourite colour monster energy drink? White. Yeah, standard for you. And I'm red personally. <laughs> I don't um, mind the red though if I had to. Red's really good. Red is good. Is this a club, by the way, in Bolton? Someone said, have you ever been to 42s? And I feel like it is. It's in Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. Have you ever been? Got a funny fo- story. I got kicked out of 42s. What for? I've got, weirdly... Do I've you know who I am? <laughs> no, this is years and years. I've been kicked out of a lot of clubs, weirdly. So I was with Carter. Andrew Carter, for those who don't know. In Manchester. And we're in 42s. And at the time, the fashion was quite... I'm probably going back 10 years ago now. The fashion was kind kind of quite casual, like really super casual, like quite baggy jeans. And I had these shoes on, like these wicker shoes, we call them. But they wicker. were Yeah, they were a little bit like slippers. Oh, so they had no back to them. Yeah. A bit like sandals, but, but like wicker crisscrossed, right? So it was the time when nobody really wore socks. And anyway... I was smashed, having a good time on the dance floor, and thought it'd be a really good idea to get my wicker shoe, and like, think about this, it's not got a back to it. Just flick it off. I fl- flung it, <laughs> one, straight over the crowd in the, on the dance floor, got my other one, flung it straight over the crowd on the dance floor, next thing, bounce and taps me on the shoulder, get out of here, son, oh. you're out of here. So yeah, I got, actually got kicked out of 42s. Posted that picture on the Rick Shields Golf Show Instagram seven minutes ago. 125 likes and 15 people have said, yeah, I'd love some of them because I put who wants some. Nice. Do you think we should do merch? I think podcast merch and then, well, it depends on what is the merch, doesn't it? I know. Do people want merch? If you would want merch, email us podcast at rickshields.com. Don't do that again. Yeah, because then it shows, I don't mind if there's loads because people go, yeah, we want merch. We're not giving stuff away. We only get emails, we're giving stuff away. Yeah, obviously... There's there's contractually obliged the contractual obligations, let's say, because obviously I'm sponsored by Nike, so I can't do caps or shirts and stuff like that. But towels, head covers, tea pegs, those pins, balls do look good. Golf balls, we'll have a think. Mm. Be a lovely Christmas stocking filler. Really would <laughs> just treat yourself. Um, thanks, guy. Thanks. So tomorrow we're back at it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Can't remember what we're filming tomorrow. I've got a list somewhere. Either way, should be a good day. Don't forget the mantra: any old rubbish. <laughs> In these testing times, we're just going to release any old crap. But hopefully, you're going to enjoy it, guys. Thanks for listening to the Rich Shield Podcast, everybody. Um, oh, you've put a, what the hell? That picture you've put on—is that your picture or is that? That's Derek's. She's got a speed zone driver too. Yeah, yeah. Edge. Really like, good guy, isn't he? I really like him. What can he be? Because he's not a listener of the week, is he? He's um, he's like he's like oh, what's the, what would be the level up? Like, is he honorary something? Can he be like the podcast secretary, but not in like a in like a podcast captain? Ooh, I like that. Or podcast president. I like the captain. But I like president. President is it president? President of the podcast? It just rolls off the tongue. So he is, Derek is the president of the podcast. Yes. He gets have, six months in the role. Yeah. Or is it something that you keep forever? What about, is it a level of status that you never lose? Or is it a role? Because I think it's like a status. Hall of Famer. <laughs> I like He's that. In the podcast Hall of Fame. The Hoff. 
Yeah. Is Ed Brown in the Hall of Fame? I feel like he does deserve to be. I don't know, though. I liked Ed Brown a lot back in the day. <laughs> like, we were besties. Like, we used to message each other all the time. But that's actually where it, it kind of fell down. It used to message too much. Right. <laughs> so as long as Derek doesn't go, like, overboard. I'm we thinking- need to make a new list. We can't really do it next to the walls. are nice. But a new Hall of Fame. And it can be, you can apply to be a Hall of Famer. So it's like listener of the week is, yeah, you get read out, it's, you know. But if you go one step beyond, whatever that might be, i.e. getting balls printed up, getting pin badges made or something, that young lad that made a post at that time, can't remember his name after the... Oh, yeah. But for maybe starting from now, the Hall of Fame. I like that. Derek's in it. He's the first person in it. If Ed Brown wants to be in it, he's got messages and stuff. He's still active sometimes on Facebook, I see. And maybe that's where we get some head covers made. For Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Oh, yes. You get like the Richards logo head cover, mm-hmm. like a gold star, and then your name stitched in it. I like All that. yours for just forty nine ninety five pounds. <laughs> I like that. We'll 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 pad that out a little bit more. But Hall of Famers, he's in. Derek's in. Derek Chen is in. I don't hear a bad word said about him ever. Ever, ever. Guy goes down in history. Maybe if I read more of my messages, we'd actually find more of these lovely stories that people do. Yeah. <laughs> the best way is email. It genuinely is. It doesn't get lost. Because Guy manages the emails. Yeah. Even the DMs on the podcast Instagram, it's hard to keep up with so them and stuff. Hard. It's ridiculous. So if you want to be a Hall of Famer... Do something exceptional. Mm-hmm. You know, work for it. Don't just come along thinking you're going to get a Hall of Fame just because. Yeah. You've got, you've got to show us why... Why Why are you Hall of Fame? And if you're in it, you're in it, and you'll be on the imaginary Hall of Fame wall. We need to get, like, an actual thing we can you know write You know actually really funny is to get a picture of them and put them in, like, a, a photo oh, yeah. frame. We could put them up there on that side bit there. 100%, let's do it. We'll get a picture of Derek. I'll text him. <laughs> well, not, I've got him on uh, Instagram, so I'll message him. We'll get a few little photo frames made, and we'll hang them. You know who else could be a potential if he's listening to the guy? You know John Carr? Oh, yeah, John. He always likes stuff and retweets. So, John Carr, if you're listening, which I'm sure you probably are, you've got potential for Hall of Famer. That's all I'm saying, so keep do at it. To, do you have to be proposed? Like, we have to discuss it. Imagine if we got to a point where, <laughs> let's say we had like three Hall of Famers, founder Hall of Famers, they get to vote whether a new Hall of Famer yeah, comes in. Yeah, that'd be good. It might get a bit messy. Derek's definitely in for now. John <laughs> Carr's potential. There's a few names in the podcast group that I see that I think they've got potential. Yeah, definitely. And that there's a white piece of space up there. I can't. I'm not going to do anything with that. So that could be Hall of Fame space, and I can yeah. walk in every day, look at Derek's face, and whoever else is going to be on the Hall of Fame, and just know. You know, it'd be good as well to have a small number. Like there's a limited number of eighteen. Nice. And we've got to try in our life make an object to play golf with each one. Ooh, that would be good though. Obviously, it's no end. We have like a Hall of Fame tournament. Yeah. Just There's 18 those, specs just... available. Right, that's it now. There's 18 <laughs> spaces available. Derek's got one. Wow. The but guys. This might not be every week, obviously. It won't be. It, it, might be. be. it might be like every quarter. I don't know. Who knows? I like it, though. I like it a lot. Who wants to sponsor the Hall of Fame? There you go. Brought to you by our X. good friends at yeah. whoever. Dot, dot, dot. Guys, if you want to get involved in sponsoring the Hall of Fame, make sure you email them. Sometimes people say the end of the podcast gets flat. Well, we proved 
with that email that you did about giving away balls that you get are you still getting those emails or are they stopped gone now. Good. what was the email you about to say the email and i interrupted you what's the email address rick podcast.reachshield.com yes so guys thanks for listening we are just fast approaching one hour we started with not much of a plan well i didn't guy had a great plan <laughs> And uh, it's come out as a as a. Uh, this is a strong podcast. Yeah, it's like a bit of a roller coaster, ups and downs, and lefts and rights and sides to sides. I think we saved it with the uh, Hall of Fame. I don't think we're as energetic because we had a busy day. Yeah, and we got another busy day. But either way, you get what you're given. Yeah, enjoy, be grateful, and we'll see you next week on the Rick Shields Podcast Golf Show. <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> <laughs> the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast. We'll get it one day. 